Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm Natalie, and you are listening to Seize the Day. Now, my guest today has the best Instagram page, which is how I found him. He is a wonderful coach focusing on life and mindset, where he supports his clients through trauma, PTSD, anxiety, insomnia, and relationships. He is also author of Your Mind is Your Home, and I'm super excited to be chatting to you. Please put your hands together for the absolutely fabulous Cameron Beddy. Yeah. Hello. Round of applause. That was wild. (laughs) How are you, lovely? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, not bad, actually. And like I said in that intro there, it's so exciting to have you on. And we've just chatted a little bit before we started recording. Because I did find you through your Instagram page, which I love. All of the quotes, all of the material, how you present it as well. Mm. Super consistent, but it's such a lovely feel. It's, it's, you've got you've got it going on. You know what you're doing there. Thank you. That's really kind of you to say. Is it something that you've always enjoyed doing? That kind of you know the 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 social aspect of it. It's interesting because when I started it, which I can't remember when I when I actually started it, but it was all for publishing. Um, I really wanted to write and I really wanted to kind of publish some work around coaching, around mindset, you know, a self-help book that people could use. Um, And the publishing industry back then was just massively um, interested in social media, which I wasn't doing as a business or a brand back then. And I was, and so to be honest, actually, to be really honest with you, I was really frustrated. I was like, (laughs) well, why does it depend on that? Like, what about what I've got to say or what I've got to offer? And, you know, I'm not proclaiming to be the best writer, but, you know, I felt like I had something to share with people. And and it was all like, no, social media, social media. And so how I started it and how I kind of like to um, use it is you know as coaches we train and and we know the inside outs of kind of strategy and methods and modalities and things like that and sometimes you can forget that the general public don't know that and so I like to use social media and sharing as kind of a bit of revision for me yeah (laughs) but you're sharing chunks of information that a lot of people don't know about mindset or about growth mindset, or about coaching, or planning, or setting goals, or whatever it is, um, because we can, you know, it's like anyone in their field, you get to know it inside out. Yeah. You don't really think of it in that early stage, and I remember meeting a lot of people, and they're like, I, I don't actually know, or I've never really heard of a lot of what you're saying, or what you're sharing, and I was like, well, actually, that's, that's how I got into it, because I was like, oh my god, this whole missing piece of the jigsaw of life of like how to think and how to coach yourself and you know I did it all for yeah. me so yeah so to answer your question in a long-winded way <laughs> I love <laughs> it I on social media really to share chunks of information which is kind of revising those elements that I know do you know that's really marvelous you say that and I, I actually feel it and I act on that kind of myself as well a lot of the stuff I share is we we all forget don't we you know we go through life we've got with incredible toolbox and sometimes we forget to use it but yeah. equally as you've said as well it's quite easy to take for granted what we know 
and assume somebody else does as well. So to actually share, I mean, you do share so generously as well. It's lovely. Those tidbits that can really just help someone on day to day. I mean, I'm sure you do too. I get folk just message. I really needed to read that today. I really needed to hear that. It was perfect. And that makes that, well, that that does it for me. That's the, the reason I do it. It's the whole reason. Exactly. And that's what it is. And I think that keeps that motivation to keep wanting to do it. Yeah. Um, and I think in the early days, I was doing almost like two posts every day. And wow. now I've pulled back to one. Okay. Um, and that's the thing, because it's it's changing all the time. The way it's used is changing, but you can't. it, it still serves a purpose to be able to share, to be able to connect with people like we would yeah. never well, yeah. but we wouldn't have found each other. We wouldn't have looked at each other's work. We might not have been having this conversation. And and it's exactly like you've just said, you know, people do reach out and say, thank you. That's yeah. really helpful or that's really insightful or I needed that today. And that that's part of our work. Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, I'm excited to dive a bit deeper into this. Now, you mentioned the missing jigsaw puzzle for you just then. I'm always curious when I catch up with people on the show, what is it about their lived experience that's kind of informed them and the path that they've chosen? And in your case, you know, we share an interest and love of coaching. So wh where did that journey start for you? What's that all about? How did you, you know, become the coach you are today? Well, the, the journey for me, which I find really interesting to look back and, you know, I was in my mid twenties when it kind of happened, um, was I picked up a self-help book, um, that was kind of floating around in a place that I worked and my boss kept looking at it and kept referring to it. And, you know, in my mid twenties, I kind of just used to roll my eyes to myself about <laughs> it and had no interest. And I actually remember like a week later, um, being at a party with some friends and a friend said, oh, my housemate's reading this. And I was like, oh, it's such a load of crap, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, knew not, I knew nothing about it. You hadn't even read it. Oh. And a week later, you know, bored at work, I started reading it going, oh my God, this is really good. <laughs> this, this is really good. And I was like, this is really helpful. And what it was, it was, a posi it was the positive tone. It was very empowering. It was very mm. um, much of a place of you can grow, you can learn, you can change. And and so, so it was that, it was opening a book, having something in my own hands that I could follow a page, follow a paragraph and change how I was thinking or change how I was yeah. feeling. And I thought that was really powerful. Um, and then, you know, I kind of had a bit of anger of like, well, why wasn't I taught this at school? Or, you know, why wasn't this shown to me or anyone or everyone else? Like, why am I having to source this out for myself mm. and, and from there it was just a long journey of I just devoured so many books on mindset spirituality meditation and invested it all in myself um and it was extremely and still is it was extremely rewarding yeah um, for changing how I was thinking how I was feeling how I saw the world it completely transformed my life at such a young age as well yeah and then I went to train in NLP yes I saw that on your website actually and I mean I've seen it on your post too I'm really yeah. curious to know more about that actually and that calling really was because it was uh, Richard Bandler who's one of the co-creators of NLP I read one of his books and I was sat at home on my sofa followed the steps of a method and it literally had an instant change in my head yeah. around the memory and I was like wow so I took the training more for myself kind of self-development personal development 
Um, but what happened was, because I was already working with people, um, because I'm also a Pilates teacher. Lovely. That, that was my main work. I was seeing people on a one-to-one -one basis who were injured, who were kind of um, recovering in rehab. And because I'd been off and, and trained, they were asking how it went and, and you know what it was about. And so it just natural. I naturally started to do sessions, but my actual intention wasn't to be a coach. My intention ah, was to learn for me. Got um, you. I started to use it, and like like you probably know, a lot of coaching is it's a framework. Mm. And when you're with someone, you get you can get a completely different reality. But you use the framework around the situation to explore. And so it's never, oh, well, what you've just presented doesn't go with step one or two. And you, yeah. You, it's a framework. And so because I had this framework of NLP that I suddenly started to use in a very creative and individual way for what was presented, and then obviously measuring it and getting results, um, I became intrigued by it and, and started coaching as well. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And what I love about that it's the kind of self-discovery as well, isn't it? But equally, how we can have such an impact on others, yes. which either, you know, be a negative one or actually a positive one, you know, yeah. when we look back to the, the book story and, yeah. and actually using that now in terms of how to help support others in whatever they're going through. And you're quite right. It's a framework. It's a general principle. It's an idea. There's things we can use, but every individual is so different. And I find certainly, you know, you'll have conversations or are use imagery or I'll use an idea and a question and people see things and respond in such different ways but that's entirely unique and right for them yes absolutely and you know one of the main principles of NLP neuro-linguistic programming is exactly like you've just said one of the main principles is we all have our own map or yes. model of the world and I grew up for so long thinking that we all kind of lived in the same world and you know and it's not it's such a unique individual experience everything that we have and everything that we take in and that can be in the same household you know like you could be yeah. like family your partner your kids and but you're all having your own individual experience you will operate and exist in your own map and model and as coaches, what we're doing is, and from an NLP point of view, is we're stepping into that map. Yeah. We're helping people explore it, to understand it, to look at how things are working in a positive sense or in a stuck sense or a negative sense, and then how to work around it or through it. Yeah. Uh, but for so long, I just thought we all kind of existed in the same, and we don't. It's really, really individual as is coaching yeah and this goes back to one of your other points as well we don't get taught this no. it's not something you you learn about as you grow up I mean I'd like to think with influences and you know there's more people talking about it on tv now and just generally out in you know what one would call a celebrity capacity that you know youngsters are hearing more about it but certainly when I grew up you don't know anything about it unless you actively see to seek it out yeah and that that is the truth and I think what I'm seeing now with a lot of my work is um, people are coming forward with um, emotional challenges like fear, panic, stress, you know, which are all fall under the umbrella of anxiety. Yeah. Um, whereas growing up, 
we didn't even have that awareness or knowledge mm. or resource that you can have in your hand to just scroll and look at and be like, oh, actually, these are the feelings. I think we kind of just lived with them. Yeah. You know, and lived through them. And I know from my personal experience, my parents definitely did. You know, obviously, they're a lot older. Their world was completely different. Um, and, you know, you you see a whole generation of people, which I do think is really good, that are coming through where they're able to identify how they're feeling, what they're experiencing. And, and now we have so many resources that can help them to deal with what they're going through. And yeah. To expressive about it whereas for so long you know for a lot of people we just had to go through it or, or we just held it within ourselves yeah yeah no absolutely what are you I'm curious to know in, in terms of your working on the back of COVID you know this is August, almost September oh my goodness 2022 what are you finding what are a clients showing up with at the moment what's the biggest thing that they're having to deal with in terms of you know are you seeing any patterns I think it, it's it's very different what what I see and what I have seen. I think during COVID, I saw a lot of people um, struggling with motivation. Okay, yeah. And, I think, and the biggest cause around that was they were literally, you know, grounded at home. Yeah. So there was no getting up to get out the house to work. It was get up and go downstairs or get up and go in the next room. And their work and life all merged together <clears throat> and so for a lot of people they they lacked motivation because they didn't realize and I didn't realize myself like all of those small natural things of like walking down the road getting on the tube or driving somewhere or just stopping in to get a coffee like all of those things had, had gone yeah just you wake up you work <laughs> yeah the so motivation I saw a lot of that and then kind of coming through um, COVID, I've seen a lot of people who feel lost. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a bit of an identity kind of, well, actually, it's a lost identity. Yeah. And sense of purpose. Yeah. Like, who am I? What's my life about? What am I doing? Um, some people have realized that they don't want to go back to how they were living. Some yeah. people do want to go back. Some people, it doesn't align with the people around them. And it's, you know, uh, so to answer, I'm seeing a lot of people that are lost. Yeah, it's so interesting you say that very much, well, exactly the same almost. There's a variety within that, but it's the the, the sense of purpose, sense of self and feeling lost and stuck almost yeah. and, and feeling a need for change. Yeah. There's so much that's happened. I think that's certainly what I'm experiencing as well. Mm. It's really interesting. And I loved how you described the motivation aspect during COVID because that's, I definitely experienced it too, but I hadn't, I hadn't considered it in the fact that one's literally grounded in the same spot. So mm. that's where you don't, I hadn't looked at it that way. That was a really interesting way to, to view it. Mm. And I didn't, uh, uh, I didn't realize it for myself until I went back out of the house to work. Um, so during it, I was very lucky. Like a lot of people where I, my work carried on online. Yeah. I had that work and then I had the additional free time of, you know, not being out and about client wise and people I was working with they were stuck and lost because that's all they knew it was just one space but for me going starting to go back out I was like oh my god I've missed just walking down the high street yeah or, I've missed on that little break just popping into the pot but I didn't know until I was back out there yeah you know and so 
kind of now what I'm seeing with a lot of people is um, it, it's really torn. Some people want to go back more than two days a week and some people, some people really don't. Um, so we're, we're living in a time where, which comes back to how you, you know, we started this is it's really unique and individual for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And equally what we experience, and again, going back to your posts also as well, it, the importance of actually sharing how, we each individually experience something that might encourage, promote, or, you know, just motivate or inspire somebody to yeah. do the same thing, particularly if they've been fearful on the back of not going out as well, which I know there are still quite a few people not wanting to do what they used to do because they've got that, that fear as well, that fits, you know, general stuck feeling. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Now you've mentioned NLP in your work. Mm. Um, also there is IEMT, which I'm not that familiar with. So okay. for everybody listening, mm. NLP, you've kind of touched on if we, that's, that, that's a reframing idea, technique, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so NLP looks at how the mind works, what works and what doesn't. Um, so from a coaching point of view or with, you know, working, as a framework around anything, you would look at the strategy, the mental strategy of how a person's thinking mm -hmm. in relation to that area of their life, and also the behavioral strategy, how they're acting. Um, and if there's a stuck pattern in either one or both. Um, so then you could look at kind of resources on how to shift their mindset to get better results. Um, but it can also be used to help kind of uh, confidence, low self-esteem, um, self-control and things like that. So it's very much a mind-based modality of, you know, utilizing your thoughts, which change and transform your external and internal experience. Um, but integral eye movement therapy, IEMT, um, which I was introduced to kind of on my master NLP practitioner training, um, and I was really blown away by it. It's it's similar, but different to EMDR. Okay. <clears throat> so it's an eye movement modality, which works on um, pretty much anything, like negative feelings and emotions, um, trauma, okay. negative memories. Um, and what it does, the process of moving the eyes on the feeling or on the memory of the, of the recall can desensitize it for a person. Ah, okay. So for a person, so where I use it now with clients, because I work a lot with anxiety, um, a lot of people will feel anxious in the present moment for something forthcoming. Right. Um, but a lot of their anxiety, which they don't know, and using the IEM, one of the IMT models, is actually triggered unconsciously. Right. And so the a past experience, which is in within their unconscious, could be triggering present anxious feelings, yeah. or feelings for the future, um, and locating that feeling and the memory around it through simple questions. And it is always amazing how it comes up immediately for a person. Mm. And be, some people are quite surprised by it, although like the penny drops are like, oh, I didn't realize. Oh, yeah. It was in my university years, or it was in my um, secondary school years, or it was two months ago. Like they didn't know, but it's recorded unconsciously. And so then you use the process, which can desensitize or even eliminate it. And then the person usually feels their anxiety has resided because it's not triggered 
amazing it's interesting you say that I'm sure I've used although I wouldn't have been able to put a name to it um in therapy myself I've one of the exercises was rapidly moving the eyes and it instantly it was almost self-soothing in that sense as well those kind of techniques it's very rapid yeah Yeah. Uh, very very rapid and so where you've had people you know who have lived with uh, trauma unconsciously and even consciously where they'll have had flashbacks um, you know and that's uncontrollable they're just coming up anywhere anytime or they can be in an environment and they get triggered to suddenly take them through the process and desensitize that to a point where once you've stopped it which can be 40 seconds of eye movements and then you check in they're like I can't feel it yeah it'd be so instant that that trigger is removed, um, which I think is really, really progressive. Um, and like you have said, you haven't really heard much about it. It's yeah. it's, it's not commonly known, but I've got a, I have a strong feeling that you know the the future really looks like it, it, it's going to have a mass positive impact for people and their mental health. That's amazing. I love absolutely love that. I love it. Now as a coach and as someone who supports others how do you look after yourself oh that's a good question so and I'll be honest this can sometimes blip and drop yeah okay. no I know what you mean <laughs> and so in the early days of when it was all for me the self-development and the, <laughs> you know I gosh back then I would meditate daily wow and it was such a treat yeah um, now it's like and, and it was it was of such a necessity and it was very natural whereas now it's almost forcing yourself to squeeze it in or make time for it because especially being self-employed there's always something that you think you've got to do or you actually yeah um so I'll always go back to my my meditation my mindfulness um and just to slow down my pace for myself outside of work which I think for a lot of people became a habit in lockdown and it has lasted for a lot of people it's definitely lasted with me is to walk I just love to go on a walk and you know multiple times throughout the day (laughs) oh I love that and actually what I have through an Instagram post this week um interestingly that we're talking about this that I've seen which I've implemented in the last few days is I've started to go on my walks. Um, it sounds like such a big step for me, but, but I'm sure people will relate to this. I've started to go um, for walks without my phone. Yeah. Oh, yes. Nice. It, it has changed a lot. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if there was a feeling there before, well, you need, just in case you need to be reached or just in case you need to reach someone. Well, I was like, no. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, somebody had said online, when you're out now, go for a walk. Um, that she said, go for a walk without your phone or actually try and have one day a week, if not more, without your phone. And yeah. that's really improved and changed my walking for the better. And so I think to care for myself, I need time by myself. Yeah. Because... I'm always with people. Yeah. All of my work. And so I love walking. I love nature. Yeah. Um, I love the woods. I love the trees. Um, I'm a real, you know, beach person as well. Like anything visual as well that you can take yeah. in. Um, and I love stillness and silence. 
Yes. It's so, so interesting. Yeah, sorry, I interrupted you then. And I, that, and I find all of those elements help me take care of myself. Yeah, it's it's so true. And I really feel what you said there. I mean, it's when I go for a walk, what I've started to do, and I might, I'm going to stretch it now, you've inspired me to not take the phone at all. I, I have not been listening to anything. So I've had it in my pocket, but I've not been listening. Normally, you know, I'll multitask. I'll listen to an audio book, which sometimes is actually very beneficial, particularly if I need to use the time that way. But actually, I've not been even had my headphones in yeah. so I can hear more, hear the birds. I heard a woodpecker the other day. I'd not heard one in ages. I was like, oh, my goodness, I didn't even know you lived there. Which <laughs> just literally amazing. And it is that subtle shift, small, it is so deep and meaningful when you don't have that plug you're not plugged in absolutely and what you're doing is you're plugging into the present moment yes that massively through your senses mm. um and and you're removing yourself from that internal world to that external present space which can be very very freeing i get a lot of inspiration when i'm walking as well mm. A lot of inspiration. And that, I mean, that's one of the reasons I use the phone is to dictate my thoughts. So okay. I've got them captured straight. So I don't forget them. I do tend to forget them. <laughs> so I've got them straight there. But on your point about folk, I believe as well, have continued the walking since COVID. I see so many people out walking now say hello to so many people, regulars when you're out, you know, hi, how are you? Yeah. It's, it's definitely changed. I think you're quite right. I think so. I think there's, you know, for a lot of people, it's kind of, improve their way of being um you know people used to take the dog for the walk they take themselves for a walk, a walk now yeah <laughs> just need a breather but the alone time mm. really important you know I've got two children and they've been off for six odd weeks now they go back on Monday and I obviously adore them absolutely adore them it goes without saying but I'm excited for them to go back to school <laughs> and I think alone time is important for yeah everyone. not everyone will like it and enjoy it um but I think that was probably something that a lot of people had sacrificed mm. um, when suddenly the whole house was at home or has continued in some ways to work yeah. from home. And kind of in some of the corporate side of coaching that I do, um, which I'm sure you've noticed um, with the people that you work with, um, what had happened was for me, some of the people hadn't realized but when they were working from home with their kids around and with their husbands and wives around um they didn't realize that they'd started to communicate to their family as if they were members of their team yeah and also there was this expectation of well get things done like their colleagues and team mm. members would have that attitude and you know why aren't their teenage kids just doing what they're asking it's like well you're not in the office and you're communicating as if you are yeah. um, but I kind of come back to being in dad role or mum role which I guess going out of the house and then making your way back in helps you adjust from but you know you're, you're stepping off a zoom call walking into another room and having these expectations and it's it, that all kept for a lot of people was in one environment which was yeah. tough for people it's that shifting gears isn't it particularly when you're at home well there's two things that come to mind it's the shifting gears which is where walking's really great just you know it doesn't have to be long but to break the okay I, I finished my work I'm now walking out the door gonna come back in but then I'm it's home time 
So yeah. that change in that mindset. Um, and also as well, it's difficult for, for young children and families actually, and, and older people as well to have those boundaries when you've got somebody there the whole time and you're not used to it because you do naturally want to converse you do naturally oh this is important this has come up and ordinarily you wouldn't have any of that if you weren't in the same space but it just kind of makes it a bit larger yeah it does. my boys yeah well I, I shut the door and I say look this is when I'm working now uh yeah but it, it's difficult <laughs> it's really difficult but they're like but why you're at home what's going yeah. on yeah and, and you know but we continue on in this way but yeah it, it's good for them to get back to school next week for for their own structure as well, actually. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Absolutely amazing. Okay, so now you have a book. I said it at the front of the show, yeah. Your Mind is Your Home. What's it about? It's very much NLP-based, okay. um, which it, there's a whole section in the middle called The Digital Mind, um, which has lots of how-to kind of methods for how people can work with their thoughts and with their mind to stop overthinking, to stop um, kind of getting in stuck thought patterns. Um, so it's kind of a bit more of um, a practical digital mind self-help book. Um, nice. Which, which uh, what's really interesting is some people have come to work with me and they, they will just in a throwaway sentence say, oh, I always do that method. And it, it's always amazing to think, oh my God, like, you know, I wrote that and that came out in 2019 and people are still wow. today doing that um which was the intention that people would use um and my second book is about to be released <gasps> exciting um, drum roll even more nlp called the anxiety antidote lovely um, which is a very specific um kind of way of looking at anxiety and our thought patterns and the nervous system and how we can use NLP or just, you know, a variety of techniques to interrupt and change those anxious patterns, but also to get a deeper understanding of anxiety. Right. Because when I was anxious in my twenties, and like I've already said, where we didn't have, where we couldn't really just log on straight away and, and find an answer, it, it was a very confusing time. Yeah. So for a lot of people, anxiety can be a confusing experience with the mental aspects, the physical aspects. So there's a lot of information to help people identify or kind of pinpoint what they could be experiencing to give them an understanding. And there's also a lot of information to help them get more specific because as one of my social media followers pointed out to me in a great question, anxiety in a very polite manner has become a bit of an umbrella term yeah he'd said to me his question was has the word anxiety replaced people saying things like i'm nervous or i'm stressed or i'm panicked or i'm fearful and actually it kind of has because yeah. when working with people what's normally underneath that term anxiety will be one or two specific feelings which can be like fear or nerves, or worry, etc. When yeah. you get to that, then you can get to the root cause of it a lot quicker. Yeah, do you know, you remind me of Brené Brown's book, The Atlas of the Heart, when she talks yeah. about, you know, people tend to use the words they're familiar with, or certainly that they know, if you ask them how they're feeling, emotions and whatnot, they'll only perhaps label or name a few. Yeah. However, there is much more, exactly. you know, and using the umbrella terms is great, but what is it that you're really feeling? Or, you know, what's really going on for you? And as you say, to then get to the root cause, 
it, yeah. it was well, it is is where you want to get to isn't it really oh exciting so when's that out that's out 13th of september uh, th- one three. Oh, i'm not sure this is going out in september actually so it um, coincide quite nicely brilliant it's out on paperback and also audible as well fantastic and curiously do you do the audio or do you get someone else to do it? I rated it myself how was that how did you find it it was really good I was actually quite adamant that I wanted to do it myself because it was my work it was you know I knew it inside out and a lot of the methods um I wanted the right timing yeah like I wanted you know how to present them and actually the director um when when I did it she kind of fed back off like we did one method at a time she said oh you gave some really good causes um as as you were doing that I was like well I didn't that's what I wanted that's what was important for me because really the audiobook is going to give the listener more so than the paperback because it's like I'm taking you through how to do how to do it I was it's almost yes like a personal coaching session NLP session yeah absolutely yeah with each method and I remember at one point I got a sense and I checked that the sound technician and the director I was like you're doing this as I'm following aren't you and they're like yeah and we're really lucky (laughs) (laughs) the right timing so it it was really good and I think as we spoke before um it was on one of the hottest days oh what yeah okay a sweat box you couldn't have the fan on you couldn't have the AC on like it was so hot um but it was a really, really enjoyable experience. Amazing. So have you heard it back yet? I only heard bits that they kept the sound engineer was playing um playing back and it and it sounded great. But from an NLP point of view, I'm not much of an auditory person. Right. I switch on when I'm working with people to really listen, but my go-to are more visual, so I prefer to watch or I prefer to read. Okay take it more in through my eyes rather than the sounds yeah amazing i'll listen to a few podcasts but i prefer to hold a book and read the book rather than listen to yeah yeah i think i would i go to reading preferably i use audio on the books for for a time aspect you know more than anything but yeah no i've oh that's exciting oh i can't wait to listen to it and go and well what great feedback immediately if the the crew we're doing the exercises exactly. I mean that says a lot in itself amazing yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to kind of close out where we are on on the show what's important for you that we haven't spoken about yet in these you know 30 40 minutes so far I think uh, such a great question and I think what always comes to mind is um I think people what's important for me is that people need to keep going on trying to improve their mental and emotional health Mm. and also to make it a priority and what I mean by that is when we and I'm generalizing here but when we go to like a yoga class if we don't like it or we don't like the style of the teacher we tend to try another one Mm. um, or another one and it's like or if we we don't like um, you know something we're watching we'll search for something else and so when people are looking into therapy or coaching, a lot of people will have an attitude of, oh, it didn't work for me. Mm. But maybe you didn't have the right person or the right modality. And I think it's really important to keep searching. Yeah. There's so much out there now. There's so many different ways to work. And it's 
because what you're doing then is you you're not honoring yourself um and and i guess you, you're allowing all that stuff or allowing that stuck position to remain yeah like people would try a different class or they would try something different you know do that with coaching and with therapy keep sourcing out different ways or, or look into different methods and it's like you said you hadn't heard of IMT and one lady said to me she said oh I've got such trauma I get flashbacks all the time and I said oh well IMT would really help you and she was like oh never heard of it yeah and that was the end of the conversation but it was like but that's the thing like we live in you know it, it's like someone if you said to someone oh you should use this iPhone and they said oh I've never heard of an iPhone like it's what's natural to us now and I think coaching and therapy should become more natural yeah um you know people people engaging in it investing in it and doing it do you know i'm so encouraged and thrilled that you said that because interestingly before you came on i i had this really deep thought about you know i love doing this show i love talking to different people i love talking to other coaches in your case nlp as well and the iemt because i think it's really important to share as much as i can and we can of difference and a variety to your point entirely so that you know that hopefully one person two three might listen to you and be inspired by what you do and perhaps link up with you and that's the point because I'm not going to be the right person for everybody you might not be the right person for everybody but as long as we can share as much as we can it gives folk the opportunity to find what they need and that's really important at the moment I think so I love that good really love that where can on that where can everybody find you um well like the get my instagram coach cameron beddy or um cameronbeddy.com if people want to come through to my site to get more information on how i work and what i offer or just reach out to me to start having a conversation fantastic this has been a real treat thank you so much for coming on really lovely to chat to you thank you so much for having me and likewise it's been so enjoyable Wonderful. And thanks everyone for listening. Take care. Look after yourself. Keep well. You have been listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. If you've enjoyed this show, please head over to seizetheday.simplecast.com for all of my other shows. If you're interested to hear more about coaching, please visit nmscoaching.co.uk. If you'd like to chew the fat over some of the topics in these podcasts, please come and join me at my Facebook group, Dare to Be You. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening.